but when we when we impact a life, right? It's not just the that life that's impacted, uh, but their families and ultimately their communities that are impacted. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of why it's it's, it's there's a ripple effect to the work that we do. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! I am Neville. I am particularly enthused, profoundly gratified, and encouraged by the story of the guest on today's show, which I have entitled Making Eyes Young Again. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, a Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. John L. Cock is chairman of the board and president of Great Faith Vision, a former vice president and CIO at Kemper Direct. He lives in the great state of Pennsylvania with his wife, Karen, and four beautiful I dare say adorable and brilliant children, inclusive of internationally competitive athletes. It would be tough for most anyone to imagine my joy at having him on today. It would as well be, I believe, a boon for us to be privy to his story. However, today... We will limit our focus to a singular aspect of his work, which I have entitled, as you know, Making Eyes Young Again. It is a statement of gratitude. I lifted from a note of appreciation to him from one of his beneficiaries. Hello, John. Welcome to the journey. Thank you. Thank you, Neville. Can you begin by telling us about your work with Great Faith Vision? Sure. Um, well, as you know, um, my my background is is really not medical in any way, shape, or form. I, I'm from a information technology background, and I've I've worked with uh, financial services organizations here in the U.S. Uh, for for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Great Faith Vision is a a faith based uh, all volunteer uh, nonprofit. Um, we are uh, 501c organization. That means that we can uh, we are tax exempt, and mm. any gifts or donations made to our organization are are tax deductible. Mm. And so we are kind of a medical organization, and uh, in particular with eye care services, we provide free eye care services, including comprehensive eye exams, free uh, prescription sunglasses, readers, etc., and medical care uh, to individuals and communities. Uh, who don't have access to these services or can't afford them. Um, But we primarily work through like-minded, faith-based organizations. And when you say like-minded, faith-based organizations, what does that mean? 
Um, I think, you know, if you were to um, hop on our site at some point, we list, we list out, you know, what we believe. Mm-hmm. And so um, we there are certain things that we believe uh, biblically mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that we work with organizations who share our beliefs. Oh, okay, gotcha. And why I care? Why did you guys choose that for? Well, um, our founder, uh, an optometrist who happens to be my sister, um, she was kind of troubled by the realization that um, many, many in our communities, here in America in particular, um, are unable to afford eye care services. Mm. And there are a lot of negative impacts uh, related to this. Um, So um, poor eyesight is not terminal. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not life threatening, mm-hmm. but it's amazing the impact, the negative impact that it has on individuals and families and communities. You know, the ability to take care of ourselves or take care of our families, uh, to interact with each other uh, or to to read and to learn. Uh, certainly uh, poor eye care limits employment prospects and earning potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. But there is a, another aspect of it that's really troubling is that um, it keeps individuals and families and communities in the cycle of poverty. Mm-hmm. So they can't break out of, of the cycle of pro- poverty unless someone there's outside intervention. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that um, unlike other medical conditions, poor vision is highly treatable. And so since 2002, when this ministry was formed, initially by one doctor, um, going into the mountain communities of Virginia uh, to today, several optometrists, ophthalmologists, nurses, medical personnel, and then just uh, skilled and unskilled people that volunteer their time and resources to help transform life through the gift of sight. That's awesome. Now, now you did mention that the founder is your sister. I happen to know that you have several sisters. Um, yes. So would you tell us who it is? That's Donna. Ah, <laughs> yes. A number uh, of, three of my sisters are all doctors. I knew an optometrist, and right. then, yeah, the uh, the other two are one is a dentist and one is a pediatrician. So. All right. Uh, maybe I should reveal to the audience that we know each other since our boyhood days. So, <laughs> so I'm, which I'm, is not that long ago. Which so. is not that long ago, but I'm quite acquainted <laughs> with with this family. But we haven't seen each other in a very very long time. That's, That's right. right. Um, why you have as your tagline because sight matters, and of course you you just pointed out that uh, give, give told us why sight matters, but why that particular tagline? Well, it's a play on words, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, physical sight and spiritual sight. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you know, uh, we are a faith based nonprofit, and we believe that human beings are more than just physical beings. We believe there is also a spiritual component to our makeup. And to be effective and life-transforming, we should and we must minister to the whole person, mm-hmm. physical and the spiritual, right? So we're passionate about taking care of our patient's physical sight, mm-hmm. but we're even more passionate about their spiritual sight because it matters to God, mm-hmm. so much so that he, he God, mm-hmm. took on human flesh and blood, came to earth and suffered and died and rose again, mm-hmm. so we can have spiritual sight, and we can have our sins forgiven and peace with God. Uh, and our world really needs to hear the good news. Mm-hmm. So if we just took care of their poor eyesight and did nothing about their spiritual sight, mm-hmm. we feel that we would be doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so we don't just do random clinics and parking lots and then leave. Uh, we partner with uh, like-minded mission organizations who live and work among these underserved communities mm-hmm. and care for both the ongoing physical and spiritual needs of the people we serve. Mm-hmm. So so how, uh, how do you choose your projects just dependent upon uh, that criteria you just gave us or are there other criteria that you use to to decide where you go and who you serve? Yeah, um, it, we're usually um, invited. And so uh, we, we're, we, we by invitation, mm-hmm. um, by a host mission organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, can you, we, we have invitations from all around the world, every, just about every continent in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we select um, opportunities based on a lot of factors, but I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, a key one, is our ability to truly enhance their ministry, right? We're not a solution looking for a problem. <laughs> and so, right? So, so if we're going to partner with someone, we want to make sure that what we do really enhances their ministries and makes them more effective. Mm-hmm. So an example would be, for example, we have uh, a few... Um, like City Team and Whosoever Gospel Mission in Philadelphia area, those are just two examples. Mm-hmm. They have they, they minister to the homeless, but they have a resident rehab and job readiness program for men who live on site between nine months and 18 months, and they do a wonderful job with these men. Mm-hmm. However, these men, um, their, their efforts to get these men back gainfully employed and back on their feet are materially impacted by the men's poor eyesight. You can well imagine somebody's homeless. Mm-hmm. They don't really have money to, you know, take care of their eyes. Right. Um, and so even though they can train them and rehab them and do a lot of things with them, um, if they can't see to read, mm-hmm. see to fill out a job application uh, and things like that, then they're not very impactful. Right? Mm-hmm. They're limited in what they, they can actually do. So when we come alongside them, we really help them in a major way. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Our, our, we look for our ability to truly enhance your ministry. Um, the other one is uh, the, the host ability to organize and coordinate our pre- and post-clinic activities. It's a big job to, mm-hmm. ho- to host a clinic, mm-hmm. right? Many mm-hmm. logistics, mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of work before and after a clinic. So things like promoting the clinic within their community, scheduling patients, uh, obtaining proper facilities, managing pa- patient flow and that. And it can be overwhelming um, for our, our hosts. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's another one. Another one, the, their ability to host our team. Our teams are about 10 to 15 individuals. Um, and so uh, if it's a longer term uh, event, you know, they have to really have the facilities to put us up. And then uh, certainly uh, the ability to follow up the patients we see. Again, we just don't want to randomly minister to people out there. We want we want to make sure that those people are followed up and mm-hmm. helped mm-hmm. so that they can actually get back on their feet and, and become productive citizens. Mm-hmm. And uh, for our international um, opportunities, um, we look for the stability of the country and the communities that we're going to be serving in. Mm-hmm. We, we take... Uh, the safety and security of our teams very seriously, and so we're careful about where we go. Mm. Those are just a couple of things uh, that help. We we get invitations, but then we we, we kind of look at them a little closer and uh, before we choose. So how do you how do you go get how do you build your team? 
how do you put them together? Have they been with you for a long while? Is this a, a team that rotates? Um, can you tell us about uh, that? Yeah, about our teams. Well, no, our teams are. Well, there are some people who uh, who are recurring, mm-hmm. um, but we we don't ask for a long term commitment from people, mm-hmm. even though some people really are passionate about it and, and they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, people, we ask for just a commitment to one one project, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's local or, or international, um, and so people through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. They they hear about our ministry mm-hmm. and uh, and they they pursue it. Um, sometimes they would go on our website mm-hmm. and they would apply there to to a specific uh, project that that's listed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, so that's how they kind of get engaged with us. Okay, can you mention um, your website? You've mentioned it a couple of times, but tell us what it is. Yes, uh, simply it's uh, gfv.org. Yes, Great Faith Vision. Right. You can you can type in greatfaithvision.org mm-hmm. or you can type in gfv.org and, and that will get you to our website. And then you can go to the projects page. Uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, we've got some projects listed there, but uh, there are some projects we, we've, uh, we're not, we haven't posted just because of where we are with this coronavirus mm-hmm. and the restrictions right now. So we're really not sure uh, what's going to come out of the other end and how soon we'll be actually doing some of these clinics. Okay. Well, we'll be right back. You are on The Journey. The Journey's platform is thejourney.ryosports.com. That is thejourney.ryosports.com. It is a segment of the Mary Norma Media Network. Uh, You will find there an array of readily available services, including personal development, entrepreneurship, emergent leadership, science, and technology. Of course, as you know, our mission is to lift, inspire, explore, expand, and magnify what cultivates cohesive community, continuous growth, and exceptional leadership. The journey. Riosports.com. I am back with John Elcock, president of Great Faith Vision. John, you were talking to us before uh, about the teams and the volunteers. Uh, can you can you tell us some more about that? Yeah. Um well, Grace, uh, GFV, Great Faith Vision, is, is a story of ordinary people mm-hmm. doing ordinary things in truly extraordinary ways mm-hmm. to transform lives that get to sight. Mm-hmm. And so um, our teams are usually high school uh, youth and older. Actually, our, our oldest uh, is that was a 78-year-old nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, our youngest has been a, a 13-year-old Although we've had middle schoolers participate um, when they are participating with their parents, mm-hmm. so we'll take we'll take families um, on our teams. And uh, for the young for the young ones, we'd make them a doctor's helper mm-hmm. or a data entry clerk. Mm-hmm. Um, but for our teams, we have both skilled and unskilled personnel and medical and non medical people participating. And um, and essentially, we we build our teams 
and we make commitments based on the availability and schedules of our volunteer optometrists mm-hmm. as they're really critical to our efforts. It, it's, it's, it, it works, or we build our teams around them. So um, for our national and international teams, we usually carry a minimum of two optometrists, um, and sometimes three. Um, and we can and do run our one-day local clinics optometrists. So our volunteers are our heroes. I mean, they're what makes this ministry work. Uh, They're kind, they're generous, they're compassionate, they're hardworking. And uh, we try to keep our work days between 8 and 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in extreme cases, some days can be as long as 12 hours or more. Um, In Ghana, for example, um, people walked for days to be seen by the optometrist. Mm -hmm. And when they come that far... You can't just say, you know, okay, we're done for the day and send them back empty handed. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we would have a long day, Mm -hmm. Uh, but those, those are usually very rewarding days. So how long are the, uh, these programs or projects usually last when you go to a site? Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, we, we usually have, uh, there are three kinds of of events we do. Uh, They're the local clinics Mm -hmm. uh, to the Philadelphia area where, where we're based. And they're typically for one day, mm-hmm. um, and typically it's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have national clinics here in the United States, mm-hmm. and uh, they last; they run for a week, seven or eight days. Mm-hmm. And for our international sites, um, we have uh, it goes for about ten days uh, because there's travel and things involved in that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, obviously, uh, the from your description earlier persons probably don't have to have a medical background to be able to join your program, but uh, right. any particular specific criteria or how, how do they go about joining your team in that way? Right. Um, so they would, uh, they would apply on our website as we indicated earlier. Right. Right. Um, and, and um, you know, depending on, on the need, uh, you know, if we go with the size, we need um, a certain number of people that we will take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can probably talk about, you know, we've broken down, um, you know, uh, the, the doing a comprehensive eye exam into eight different, proce- six different processes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One of those six um, uh, requires an optometrist, but the other five uh, we train people to do. So, so depending on, so we try to staff appropriately and we try to fit people's skills and abilities um, with uh, one of these other five stations, as we call them, mm-hmm. right? Um, so how do you go so, about your training? Pro- uh, I don't mean to cut you there. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No. Uh, so we train, our, we train our teams. So training is mandatory, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, for, for all participants, including our doctors. Um, and um, so uh, our, lo- our job is a little easier if if we have medical personnel in the team, mm-hmm. nurses, doctors, opticians, and the like. Um, but again, we train for all those, and uh, we train lay people on uh, our, our equipment, uh, whether it's retinal imaging, uh, doing pressures, refractions, and things like this. You know, we've taken teenage-only teams to the field overseas, mm. <laughs> you know, so, and we've trained them in all these, uh, these areas. So... Um, but for the for the longer trips, international and national, we do a weekend retreat, um, mm-hmm. and we do orientation and hands-on 
uh, training uh, at these. We, I mean, sometimes when, when possible, uh, we would partner first timers with someone who's been there and done it, mm-hmm. who've been there before. Mm-hmm. So it's helpful to us when we have repeat uh, team members because then we'll put two people at each of the stations and one would have done it and can supervise the other one and, and relieve them and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is that if a person is uh, deeply interested in, in um, being on the program and they have, uh, they've heard the qualities of character that you're looking for, that they right. just need to go on the, the, the site and tell me if I'm wrong, they will see what the needs are, when the projects, um, where the projects are going to be located, and then they can join? Or is it the other way around where organizations are getting in contact with you and then you go from, from that direction? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, um, when we make a when we make a commitment to to a location, it's because an organization has approached us gotcha. and invited us there. So, oh, but starts, before, before you go on, so how the that organization they already know about your program? They might have heard your program on our our, our program. Uh, right. Then, then I guess they get on the site and get familiar with what you're about. Or are right. you guys so well known that people already have that, and it's just a question? of knowing when the needs. Can you talk to us about that before you start talking about the individuals? Yes. Well, it's actually a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I say, we get requests, and I, I don't even know how some of these organizations hear about us, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, you know, word of mouth, word, word, you know, one person talks to another person and they hear it and, and then, then they get to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it helps if I know the individual and the organization. Mm-hmm. Right, so we we would once the requests come in, if we're looking for an opportunity in in some location in the world or, or in the U.S., then um, we will do some research on them, and 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 so then um, we will make a commitment, you know, once uh, we have vetted them, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have found uh, there there's some synergy between when they would the best time for us to take a team there, mm-hmm. and when they can best take a team. So we've got that that timing that needs to work out. And um, as indicated a little earlier, that uh, we would uh, want to make sure that our, our optometrists mm-hmm. can commit to that time frame, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So once we, once we have that, then, um, then we'll post it. Um, and uh, once we post it, we have uh, return members who would be very interested once they hear it. And uh, they're, they're always new people that apply. So um, they would, they would, go on the website and they would apply. Now, if you don't see uh, something listed on our website, then there's a, there's a place for um, for you to enter your information about a future clinic, to say I'm interested in the clinic in the future. And when you fill out that, for that form, it asks you what time of the year is best for you mm-hmm. and things like that. And so uh, once we know, so if we've got a trip coming up in, uh, in July mm-hmm. and uh, we have people who are interested in, a July trip, then we would reach out to them and said, by the way, we're just announcing this one. If you're interested, let us know and then we'll follow up with you on that. So how's well, all the, how it goes. how's all this funded? Oh, um, well, so we are a faith-based organization and all of our services are free. <laughs> so <laughs> we are dependent on the goodwill, mm-hmm. volunteerism and donations by people like you and me mm-hmm. who believe in what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we have people who give online on our website, mm-hmm. uh, or some people just prefer to always sending a check to the address that's listed on our website at gfv.org. Mm-hmm. Um, being a 501c3 organization, uh, any any gifts given to uh, Great Faith Vision are tax deductible, and we issue tax deductible receipts for all donations. Mm-hmm. For our teams, what we do, we try to establish a support level for each project. And team members are encouraged to raise their support by sending support letters to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it is not mandatory that they raise all of their support to participate, and no one has ever been excluded from participating due to lack of support. Mm-hmm. As faith-based, we trust God, and, and God has provided for needs, and He's never failed us. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some corporate partners that support our efforts, and I'd like to shout out uh, maybe two of them, maybe. Okay. Uh, Versant sure. Health, oh, yeah. Versant Health, uh, Davis Vision, who provide um, the eyeglasses for us, the, the frames and, and the lenses, mm-hmm. uh, Al- and Alcon, who have been providing the eye drops and the medicines that we need. These companies are passionate about giving back to their communities, mm-hmm. and we're really blessed by their support of our work. So I just say, hey, thank you to Versant and to um, Alcon. Okay, good. We'll be right back. When I'm back, we'll find out if there's any good stories about uh, projects that have gone by that John is willing to share with us. We'll be right back. You are on the journey. The journey's platform is thejourney.riosports.com. You're listening to Making Eyes Young Again. Our guest is John Elcock, President of Great Faith Vision. Now, do you feel stuck or unfulfilled? Is there some awesomeness within you that can't seem to find a way out into a world that needs your awesomeness? Well, I have three recommendations for you. Number one, access our personal development segment on the journey. That is thejourney.riosports.com. Number two, spend private time with Wonder Women. Now you can click on Wonder Women on the journey's platform. Thejourney.riosports.com. Click on Wonder Women. Three, enjoy our Rio Mail Quarterly. It is chock full of free actionables that will get you on the get up and go. So let the new world experience that enriched you. Check out the journey.riosports.com. It's free. I am back with John Elcock, President of Great Faith Visions. So tell us about the outcomes of some of your programs. Okay, um, so uh, to date, uh, I think we, we have uh, served over 15,000 patients from all around the world. Mm. I don't know if I mentioned it earlier or not, but we, we have uh, taken our clinics to places like Ghana and Kenya and Egypt and Jordan and Jamaica and the Dominican Republic, Trinidad and Tobago, St. Vincent, uh, you know, and 
places here in the U.S. like uh, Clarkston, Georgia. Now, some of you might not have heard of Clarkston, Georgia, <laughs> but there's a wonderful mission out there uh, called Envision Atlanta uh, that works a- among resettled refugees from all around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we come alongside them, and uh, we really, really help them to minister effectively to, to that refugee community. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but when we, when we impact a life, right, it's not just the, that life that's impacted, uh, but their families and ultimately their communities that are impacted. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of why it's, 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 there's a ripple effect to mm-hmm. the work that we do. Um, you know, I tell a story with the, you know, um, working with the uh, refugee community. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those folks have never had an eye exam, whether they're 15 years old or 50 years old or 80 years old, mm. right? And so uh, an interesting outcome from there would, was that um, we would, our clinics would identify uh, people with, with issues that, that we couldn't really handle, uh, like with um, cataracts or glaucoma and things like this and uh there are a couple of doctors in the uh in in the room area of uh georgia ophthalmologists who dr heron and his team who have volunteered to to help our patients and they're doing these surgeries for us mm-hmm. um as a gift back to the community mm-hmm. um and those are just amazing things so that you have people who could not see now being able to see again Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just uh, remarkable. Um, there are some photos we have on on our, a few of our brochures where um, there is someone just seeing for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and you can just see they just they remarkable and just they just light up. It's like I can see, I can <laughs> see, I can see, you know, and and it's just you know too bad you know we we. We don't have video cameras there all the time to pick up some of these things, but um, it's it's just uh, an amazing experience mm-hmm. uh, for people to really see for the first time. And some people who thought that they were okay when they actually did see, uh, it was just remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so I think it, it's really gratifying to uh, to work with people that way and see see the outcomes. Um, so our work also really has uh, opened up communities to our mission partners, uh, and particularly the refugees, um, enabling them to be uh, more effective in, in reaching mm-hmm. and serving those people. Uh, our last clinic um, we had a couple months ago, um, I was just chatting with, with some of the patients, and actually one of the, the patients, a gentleman, um, did not really realize the impact that his eyesight had on his ability to get a job, keep a job, take care of his family, and interact with his community. Mm-hmm. And he was actually shocked. And actually just did a, a video on that mm-hmm. um, that we're, we're gonna post uh, in a not too distant future. Um, but it, it happened for him gradually. Mm-hmm. And as he sat, sat there talking to me, he was thinking back and like, wait a minute, I used to read to my children and, and I can't read to my grandchildren now. Mm-hmm. And I used to do this and this and this, and then now I can't do those things now. And he was just so busy trying to survive and make a living that he had not realized the impact that his sight, poor sight, mm-hmm. had on his life. And how gradually somebody, he was very capable, just slowly and slowly his world got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was able to do less and less and less and make less money. And then now, you know, he, he's where he is. Yes. And so he it, he was just so excited when he got his like, glasses. And now he's thinking about, you know, being a manager and he can work on a computer and he can do all these wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So and then, of course, the coronavirus shutdown happened. And, you know, so he <laughs> got stuck. But once we're through this, um, you know, he's in a position now to better represent himself right. because he couldn't read to, it's not, a, he, he couldn't see to read, not that he couldn't, couldn't read, read, he could correct. read, mm-hmm. but he could not. And to people looking at him mm-hmm. thinks that, you know, he is uh, literate or something like this. And that was not the case at all. Mm-hmm. This, this is so wonderful. Um, uh, you know, you could not imagine, and nor the audience could not imagine the pride I feel personally right, right now. Um, I know John doesn't know I'm about to say this, but we, I, it, you take me back to the board days. You guys are still doing uh, all the good stuff that we, <laughs> um, you know, from boyhood days we were planning on how you could reach the world, weren't we, <laughs> John? I, I am so proud. Well, you, well, well go ahead. You know, I go ahead. There, there is reason for you to be proud because part of my spiritual experience in formative years started with you and your example. Well, thank you. Know. you to me as a youth. Uh, thank, so, um, thank you so yeah. much. I'm so proud of Donna too. You need to tell Donna that uh, I'd, I'd love to talk to her or have her in the program sometime. <laughs> but I'm, mm. I'm, I'm proud of everything that you guys are doing. And I would look forward to having you on any time you desire. Well, depending on your readership, if they would uh, communicate with you, if there's anything they would like to know or hear about. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you again. Well, it's my pleasure um, being a part of your program, and, um, you know, uh, God bless you guys all. <laughs> all right. You too. Okay, then. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Making Eyes Young Again. Thank you, John. Don't forget to pick up your free copy of the Rio Mail Quarterly on the journey.riosports.com. See you next week. <laughs>